Welcome back to Sports Rewind. I'm Paul Salerno, and today I'm here with Mateo Lippman. What's up, guys? And we have a guest today, uh, Adams. Hey, say what's up, Adam. What's up, Paul? What's up, Mateo? Um, so, we're Good back. You, Adam. It's yeah, been a while. Definitely been a while, but we're back. We're here to talk about some NBA, NBA some MLB. Um, we're definitely going to try and get into a more regular schedule now that school's coming to an end and the summer's here. But, yeah, well, let's just hop into it. So I guess we'll start out with the MLB. Personally, you know, me and Mateo, we're big Mets fans. Um, so the Mets started out so far this season. They're two and three, and we were just – we were going to do this after the Mets and Marlins game today on Sunday, but it just got postponed. So, Mateo, what are you seeing uh, through the Mets so far this season? Well – you know, Paul, it kind of feels like it's the same problems from last year. The, they're hitting, well, kind of, but they're getting runners on base. People are getting on, but they can't drive them in. We're leave, leaving people uh, leaving people stranded left and right, and most of that's due to Conforto, who's striking out with runners on second and third and with the bases loaded. And today he was dropped down in the lineup to six, which I think was a good move from Rojas, who has been – Struggling as a manager this year with some brutal decisions, but I mean, they've got they'll come around hitting with runners in scoring position. Lindor will get going. I still have faith the Mets will be really good this year. Yeah, I agree that you know even that the no one's scoring on in like any game so far except the second game with the Phillies where the bats were just going. Dom and Pete both had bombs. But I do agree that they are hitting the ball and they're getting on base. They just can't bring them in, like you said. So I do think that'll come. And the pitching has seemed okay so far. Stroman looks great. DeGrom, obviously, 14 Ks yesterday and still Walker had a pitched loss. pretty well, too. Walker pitched well. So, I, the only guy who like has kind of sucked has been Tejon, I mean, not Tejon Walker, David Peterson and the bullpen has been subpar to say the least yeah I think the bullpen's been pretty bad especially with some of the decisions of the bullpen I just don't think the managing is there right now I think uh, you know it's only five games in so you can't say anything um yeah there's a long way to go yeah but Adam you say anything about the Mets yeah same thing I'm just I'm just seeing the same old same old from the Mets really DeGrom goes eight innings, 14 Ks, and they can't put up a single run for him. And then Edwin Diaz comes in, blows the game. Like, I agree. I agree. You can't have DeGrom go 14 Ks, eight innings, and then let up two. You know, he's only let up yeah. one run that, this, year, this year on two starts. And, I mean, he's been he's been like the best um, batter on the Mets so far. He went opening day, went two for three. Yeah. With an RBI. Um, and it's crazy that he has to do it himself with such a great offense. So hopefully they get it going sooner rather than later. But yeah. I think they'll get hot eventually. I think Lindor, McNeil, you know, McNeil had that game-tying home run. I think that was like a wake-up, especially because – That was a big, big, big thing for McNeil. Yeah. yeah. Lindor hasn't really been a factor yet, but once once he starts doing his Lindor thing – the Mets are gonna, probably going to take off. 
And I guess if Matthew was here, he'd want us to talk about the Yankees a little. But right now, in the top of the 10th, actually, the Yankees are tied 4-4. But they haven't, you know, got off to a great start either this year. So they're 3-5, and five, which I think is it's definitely similar things. Cole looked pretty good opening day. I know I watched that game all the way through. And I think it's it's just teams aren't really like used to it yet or they're not awake or something because some of the good teams are just lacking right now. I mean, the Red Sox are in the uh, top of the AL East right now, which it's yeah. sure. And the Orioles, Orioles right behind them. J.B. Martinez is coming back as the best hitter in baseball. I mean, he's obviously okay. – What? What's up? Say something about J.D. Martinez. He's hitting about. We can calm down. We can calm down with the best hitter in baseball. Three home runs today, hitting over 470, I'm pretty sure. He's just, he's going off. It's great to see. He's played like eight games. Yeah, but hot start at least. (laughs) 154 to go. I think it's cool definitely to see Posey, Buster Posey, back kind of in and making great plays. I saw... You know, he's he's back to being not himself fully, but I think, you know, he's back to being a regular starting catcher. The Angels have surprised us. Uh, not surprised us, but I'd say Sheho Otani is looking great. You know, Trout obviously looking good. And at the top right now, it's six and three. So I expect him to be good this season. Uh, finally get Mike Trout to the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, same thing with the Dodgers, seven and two. Probably the best offense so far this year. You know, with Tatis hurt, the Padres have still done great with six and three. But I think if we, if you guys want to talk about this, Tatis now three years in the MLB and three injuries. Although this one isn't, you know, that bad. I still think three injuries in three years is not a good sign. And yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. No, yeah. Yeah, and I just... just not a good um, you know, f- uh, the face of the franchise, like Soto, Acuna, and Tatis, I just... I don't like the injury factor of Tatis, and I don't... You know, it, it does scare me because he's such a talented player. He can do it all, but it's not a good sign. Tatis has to be... It drives me crazy. Like, the single most overrated player... In the MLB. Yes, he's a good player. Very bright future. And he has potential to be a superstar. He's one of the best, better shortstops in the league. But if I see any one more person say he's the best shortstop in the league, like he's, it's, he's so clearly not. What do you think he's he is? Played, top, top five shortstop, top three? I'd say top five. Do you say, think Lindor is better than Tatis? I think Lindor is better than Tatis. I'd say Lindor is probably better for this season, but going on 22-23, I think Tatis is going to overtake him if he gets over the injuries because no matter how good he is, he's no good not playing on the field. I don't I don't love the overrated part. I just think it's like, you know, Tatis is like a Zion or a Lamelo right now. and they, he Getting just has, a lot of hype. He just has so much upside. Like, do you think Lamelo is overhyped? Yes. 
because uh, I, I think Lamelo's absurdly overhyped. I I find when Emmanuel quickly drops thirty one points, no no one cares for some reason. And Lamelo Ball, he drops fifteen five and four, and everyone's talking about how great he is. I just think a lot of people the right a now. Nut job. The announcer's like losing his mind after he does one thing. A, a lot of people right now are looking into like the NBA. They're looking into the faces of the next. They want the next Curry or whoever. And I think, honestly, I think Zion has been underhyped now because of LaMelo taking his spot. I just think that the, not that the Zion help, hype has gone away. I just think you haven't seen it that much. I mean, even the NBA Instagram, every time LaMelo does anything relatively cool, they're they're on it. Zion is actually yeah. really like surprising me this year with just how good he's been. What is he like? Tw- is he 22, 21? Yeah. I I've been I go into the NBA app and like look at the scores from the day before. I haven't looked at a box score where Zion has had under 50% field goal percentage. Yeah. Yeah, Zion is still only 20 years old and he's averaging 26 and a half point seven rebounds and three point six assists, and he's shooting sixty one point seven from the field. Yes. I, he's going to be really good. I remember he's a really good player. Watching like earlier in the year, or listening to Bill Simmons and just how he's talking about how he didn't feel that Zion like wanted to play, and he kind of felt like he didn't have the same attitude that he had at Duke. And I think I feel like immediately. I like, as he said that, I was like, oh, I don't think that's true. So I've kept tabs on him. And he just, I, ever since then, I just feel like he's been a different player. And he is just, he's been amazing. So where are the Pelicans right now? Are they in the mix? So the they Pelicans. Are, the Pelicans um, are a couple games no, out of the, the play-in. And they've been disappointing. They're 23 and 29. They're a game and a half behind the Warriors who are the 10, which is the final spot in the playing tournament this year. So, Mattel, and, I mean, people down, thought they were going to be good. Can you break down the play? What? Can you break down the Okay. Play? So, I don't have a full understanding of it, but this is what I'm pretty sure it is. So, the 10 and the 9 will play each other. If the 9 wins the first game, then – so then they're, they're, like, kind of moving on. And then, but if they don't win the first game against the 10, they play another game. And whoever wins that game plays the loser of the seven and eight game. So whoever wins the nine and 10 game, the same process happens with the seven and eight seed. And so the winner of the nine, 10 plays the loser of the seven, eight and the winners and the winner of you you got it. You get the point. And so, so like, so here, I think it's a good move by the NBA. I'll break it down for you a little easier. So the nine and 10 seed play, whoever wins that plays the seven and eight seed, whoever wins the seven and eight seed game. And then whoever wins that game plays the seventh seed, plays the two seed. I'm sorry. <laughs> so complicated. Game, yeah. And whoever loses that game plays the eight seed. So it's basically one, two, Three. It's basically like six more games for the NBA, which, like, as Mateo said. No, but the, the higher seed only has to win one game, and the lower seed has to win two. 
Okay, so it could be potentially eight or like more games, but um, as Mateo is said, one, what? is it a one-game playoff? Yeah, but I think well, Mateo just said it was like double. So the ninth seed only has to win once, but the tenth seed has to win twice. Okay, and then um, yeah, but it's it's for the NBA to make more money. I don't think. I don't. I don't need to see a nine and a ten seed play. Although the nine and ten seeds are pretty interesting this year. Like if the Pelicans took, the Warriors took the Spurs spot. The Pelicans moved up to ten, and we had Warriors Pelicans. And then the other side, we had something like a Knicks Bulls. And I, I can see that being interesting, but I just feel like it gives more opportunity to teams. And it's there's only fifteen teams per conference, yeah. so having only 10 teams miss out the playoffs. It, it just feels more like a rec league where everyone gets in. Yeah. And you, know, you don't have to try that hard to make the playoffs. And you have a full well, season. You have like, what is it? 70 games, 80 games to prove yourself. 82. You're a good team. 82. And then you're 82. Giving, 82. And then you're giving these teams more and more opportunities. I just don't see it. Like, no, I like it because in reality, is there really, a big difference between the seven seed and the ten seed. Yeah, big like difference. they're like not really okay. Okay, so you're not saying the, really you're saying the Celtics have the same skill as the Bulls. There's no way. Well, the East. Hold on, hold on. The Celtics have severely underperformed, dude. It's the Celtics in the seven spot, and in the Western Conference, it's the Mavericks. Two great teams. The Celtics. Are one game over five hundred. One, they've severely under. Okay, and I think the Bulls could easily be enough to make the playoffs anyway. No, the Celtics aren't doing good right now, but the Celtics are a good team. Yeah, I mean, so the are talent, the Bulls. The Bulls have Levine and Vooch, but the talent is way better on the Celtics than the Bulls. And I feel like the Bulls could beat them. The Bulls could beat them very easily. Well, not easily, I, but you know what I mean. Personally, for me, I don't really get anything from like seeing a one seed beat up on an eight seed every year for like seven games. Like we don't need seven game series to tell us that um, a 65 win team is better than a 40 win team. I think. Yeah. Okay. But shorten hold that. on, hold yeah. on. But the rare times it rarely happens, but occasionally you'll get some crazy runs. Where like no, there's an eight seed or seven seed going deep into the playoffs. But the Knicks it, it doesn't happen often enough. The Knicks aren't beating the Nets in seven. Like they're not. I'm, I, I, hold on, hold on. One, if the Knicks play the Nets, if the Knicks play the Nets in a playoff series, there are, there's one way the Knicks could win. One, Kyrie, as you saw last night, gets rattled like that. He Schroeder was like yapping a little bit, and he gets in his head. No one on every the game for the Knicks. The if the Knicks play the Nets. If the Knicks play the Nets, the whole series is a home game for the Knicks. The Nets have no fans. They're pumping in noise to Barclays every night. The Nets have so many, like, uh, so many nine year old fans. And you think, don't really watch, they don't actually care. It's going to affect Randall's getting an MVP chance. Randall is getting MVP chance in the Barclays. Adam, can you say it again? Adam, can you say it again? Do you think that's going to affect Durant when he gets back to 100%? When he's dropping 40 on. Durant, like Durant plays twenty minutes, and he's like, "Yes," and he's playoffs, tired. Randall would wear him down. That's no, that's why I don't like this thing because Durant is not even playing, and the Nets are in 
the and Nets are the two seed. So even if they bump up to the one seed, they're tied right now. You know, and then KD can actually start trying. Like it's like LeBron. You know, like like. Playoff Paul George, which hasn't been. You mean side of the backboard, Paul George? I mean, these teams hey, are just. Randall, like Katie, Randall would never pull a KD. Randall would never just not try. Randall is New York's best player. If you want, if you want upsets like eight seeds to beat one seeds, just make it a best of three. It doesn't have to be a best of seven, because you're saying keep that round for the upsets. But it's hard to get an upset when you have more games where the worst team has to prove that they're better. Yeah, I agree. Hey, what about in 2000? In 2000, the Knicks were the eight seed. And what guess? They were in the finals. 21 years How many ago. seasons in playoff series have there been in NBA history? 21 years ago. That's 21 years ago. That's what, out of like. Was, was it two yeah. years ago? The year before the bubble when the Nets had like uh, Jared Dudley and he like rattled. Whoever they played, oh, the Bucks, and they they won like two games, but they lost because it was a five game series, and you know, they that the Nets had no skill compared to a compo. <laughs> they should not. They should not sh- shorten the playoffs. That would be a horrible move. They just extended them. So but it's literally yeah four seven game series. Like who- it's great. Yeah, this no, way, but you, unless this way, KD it. is like, oh my god, I actually have to play basketball. And have you ever watched a one versus Sixers, eight? Have you ever watched a one versus eight that the Knicks aren't in? Yeah, it's true. The the Magic won a game last year. A full series. A game. So a game. The whole series? No, you didn't watch it. The Magic because, should win. I, watched, I didn't watch the full yeah. series because I would rather watch. A four versus a five than a one versus exactly. eight. Exactly. Like so. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't have the games. If I were a Magic fan, I would have been watching the games. Yeah, but yeah. The, how many Magic fans are there? Like four. How yeah. many Nets fans Magic are there? Are there? Like a lot, four. There's a lot of Nets fans. There's they're not real Nets fans. They don't go to the games. They're fake like fans and they're nine-year-olds who they're Kevin Durant fans. But they still love, they follow Kevin Durant. Your metric of fans, they make at the games. Nine-year-olds can make noise. Like that's true. Nine-year-olds make a lot of noise. It would literally, I guarantee you if the Knicks play the Nets in the playoffs, every game is a home game for the Knicks. So you're saying, you're saying the Nets games. No, the Nets would probably still beat the Knicks. <laughs> but it would be really fun to watch. I don't well, think they just form stupid super teams. I think it would be very fun to watch. All right. Well, I guess we can move on a little bit to that of the Lakers last night, who are the fifth seed, um, lost to – or no, the Lakers beat the Nets for a two seed, and the Nets didn't have or, – or sorry, the Lakers didn't have AD or um, LeBron James, and the late Nets had – Kevin Durant, Kyrie, they were missing Harden. But I got I kind of got a flip on the Nets. I I know I kind of just said that the Nets are a really talented talented team, but I don't think they have enough to to win the finals. I think they have enough to win the Nick. The well, not win the finals. I mean, when is when are LeBron and AD coming back? Like, what's the timetable for that? I I'm not sure, but it's always it changing. I they right? just don't really care. I mean, they'll be back. Like, they just don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, they'll play too long for want. players to care about every game. 
No, it's because they form these stupid super teams where they don't even really care about playing because they know they'll be fine. And then once they just make the playoffs, they'll come back. Cool. Yeah, they know, if every player plays like an average game also, and they don't even have their superstars, they'll be fine. I don't know if Kawhi's still doing it, but he missed like what, like 25% of the games last year because of. You like, just didn't do yeah. See, this is why the Knicks have Thibodeau. Thibodeau, Thibodeau doesn't do that. Thibodeau sending Randall out for 44 minutes when we're blowing out the Pistons. The Knicks are just... Which the, he probably shouldn't do that either. The Knicks are the, the the best NBA team in the world. They don't do anything. Wait, do you, do you guys ever... No, we don't have a whole lot of talent. We don't have a whole lot of talent. But RJ, RJ's looking great. Next year, RJ here. will be an all-star. Next year, RJ will be an all-star. Huh? Okay. Eighth seed is also flip slipping from the Knicks' hands right now. Hold on. Do you guys ever, listen. Do you guys ever go to sports games just to find out that the player you went to see is not there because he just wanted to rest? Like, yeah, that, I mean, that is true. No, because the Knicks don't do that. You don't want to watch. Okay, uh, do you watch any other any other teams besides the Knicks? Yeah, the Islanders don't do that. The Islanders don't do that. And baseball, I mean, occasionally they'll get off days, but like. Baseball, none of the players really do that. Yeah, I and wonder. The Jets, I haven't been to a Jets game in forever. I still like they're them. just they don't really have a single player who I'm like excited. I wonder That's why I'm more, okay. I'm more okay with the 160 baseball games than the 80 basketball games. Like 160 baseball games, each game isn't taking as much of a toll on you as each basketball game is. So guys are playing, they're playing when they can play, but in basketball, it's just like such a strenuous season that guys are just sitting when they can. No, I think they're, I think that like you see Randall's out there every night. So all the Knicks are, it, this is a coaching thing. Okay. So I'm not talking just about the Knicks. Yeah, no, no, we, we got to stop like focusing on the Knicks. I do agree. I mean, it's hard to watch a game where you're the superstars aren't out there because that's who you want to see. You don't want to see, you know, Shrouder team. <laughs> like you don't you don't want to see that. And yeah, I mean sitting them it's it's the smarter thing for the NBA teams because then they're healthy for the playoffs and they can play their full potential. But in my opinion, the NBA playoffs is really fun to watch. But the regular season is like on a different level of like excitement. Honestly, I do think they could lower the season by like 10 games, but nothing more than that. I was thinking maybe like 65 games. Maybe in between. No, that, five, no, 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 no. I'd say 72 what's is at What's that stake? Because NBA like stats are mostly based on like averages. What are you risking if like you just shorten it by 15, 16 games? Well, at the same time, this is also doesn't matter because if the NBA is going to do anything, they're going to make the season longer. They're never going to shorten games because that's going to lose them revenue. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, yeah, so that's the big news. The NFL just um, made a 17th week, well, a seventh, an 18th week, and now each team game. has 17 games. That's stupid. Players are getting hurt every game in the NFL. There's, there's no reason to add another game. I agree. Abs- there's, I mean – yeah, once like why? I mean, I'm not personally an NFL guy, but I hear people talking about fantasy, and every single week it's oh this player got injured, and it's usually some pretty like 
pretty impactful player, and I just think that'd be so annoying as an that seems so annoying as an NFL fan. Yeah, and it also it also just like you're sitting your good players the last week of the season, like the best teams. So you're just pushing your rest week like a you're giving us one more exciting week of football, I guess, for like what the fourteenth, fifteenth week where everything I mean the seventeenth week some things come down to like a wire, but I just you know, I don't I don't know why they did that because no one was really asking for it, but Yeah, that was a stupid move. One more week of red zone. Yeah, it seems like they're just trying to make up revenue for last year's losses. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, they just they extended the playoffs, right? Two years ago, was it? I, mean, I honestly don't even remember. Yeah, but they did this year because they had that extra wild card stuff, and then only the um, no, they added more teams. They didn't make them longer. The NFL. Oh yeah, they yeah. added more teams, but that extends. That adds more games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, um, now only the one seed gets a buy instead of the one and the two. Yeah, which is more exciting. Which I, I I agreed with that. That makes it more exciting. But the yeah season, I guess, is a little unnecessary. All right. Well, uh, we thank you for watching Sports Rewind this week. We're gonna try and get to you weekly. I know we've been saying that the last couple podcasts, but. We're really going to try and get it every uh, week. Um, just quick shout out to uh, Mr. Colin Cassell. We wish him a good luck this year at City Field. Um, I saw, you know, he's there, but he's back in the stadium. So, you know, just wishing him good luck and good luck to the Mets, of course. Uh, let's go Mets. And thank you for watching.